this week's episode of the award-winning Here For It podcast, the award-winning Here For It podcast, is brought to you by Snapchat filters. Make me a woman. Um, I do be you have over. what it takes <laughs> to be America's next baddest bitch? Oh, oh, oh. Just download Snapchat and you too <laughs> can be a bad bitch. Yes. Yes, you. You listening right now. These new filters are the new catfish wave. Oh, I showed you my jack. I deleted all of my words about liking um, penis and stuff. And I just said, unlock your pics before messaging me. Then I put the picture where I look like a real boy. So then people started messaging me. I started getting more messages. Mm. So people are attracted to the masculinity that they are perceiving that is being projected. Oh, wait till they meet you. <laughs> sis. <laughs> is you mask? Yes, sis. <laughs> I just hope that y'all are keeping the same energy for yeah. um, liking yourselves in female forms on the internet for our trans brothers and trans sisters that are transitioning. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. See, you had to turn it into a... Oh, my God. Teachable learning <laughs> moment. Sure did. Because it is so fun right now to see yourself as a woman. But go back to your masculine body and um, not have to fight the fight every day of being a trans person. Mm-hmm. So just as fun as it is for you to slap a filter on and put it on the internet and say you a bad bitch. Remember that that is also someone's real life. Like yesterday they looked like something else. And today they look like a woman or they look like a man. And it is not a filter. My name is Ronald. The follow me on the internet. Baby, the truth joke. I was like, do I do the introduction? Go for it. Okay. The truth jumped out. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com, where uh, we contributed to the Council and James Charles party. Um, And yeah, shout out to Damien Crawford with his new video, Infrastructure. It looked dope. Um, I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. the Dispeller of Darkness. BKA top five sex coaches dead or alive. And you can find me in Bella Noche. Um, our icebreaker this week is what would your dream date be? Where, what, and when? You know, um, as long as Bay remind me to take my Claritin first. I actually, would, I actually wouldn't mind. Uh, but you know, like that makes the date cuter where he'd be like, see, this is why I told you to take your Claritin this morning because you'd be forgetting. This thinking. Also why I can't do prep because I forget to take my Claritin. And I know I can't breathe if I don't take Claritin. And you can't so, breathe without taking your prep. Hmm. <laughs> Is this going to be one of those? Might be. <laughs> Ain't no collection play, okay? We're going to get to that part next. <laughs> but um, I would really like to do something outside. I don't know what the details of it are yet, just yet. We're just like something outside, like those little picnics. I feel like it would take like $200 to put those picnics together the way they look they in the pictures. I'm not sure. I've never done it. But, like, something like that. And, you know, a little Beyonce chat. Some Samantha B chat. Some hashtag um, release the report chat. Oh, girl. You want this to be a depressing day or no? Uh, no. That, oh, that turns me on. Like, oh, he's smart. I'm going to have to suck his... Well, I'm going to. Because um, I got to pay my part for this picnic he done put together. And Public I got, play. It's not a pay week. So, I guess I got to get down here. Literally. Bring two blankets straight. <laughs> so, oh wow, y'all gonna mess up a blanket? Yikes! I'm gonna get under the blanket and oh, do okay. my job. I don't want to. 
public place. <laughs> you got to go behind the trees like the kids in, in um, Piedmont Park do. We're not leaving our valuables. This picnic cost two hundred dollars put together. <laughs> but, Y'all playing this package? So uh, yeah, something outside. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with the outside part. Um, the only part that I would disagree with—not disagree, but just for my for your fantasy for my fantasy—I um, fantasize not being connected to the internet or people outside of the person that I'm on the date. Oh, thank God for Jesus. So um, something that I'm currently planning is like. Um, like a camp field trip, but mm-hmm. the phones stay in a box, in a car, in a bowl. or no, away from where we are. Like we have no, no opportunity to get to the phones for any reasons. I trust myself enough that uh, I can handle most situations. So, um, no phones. That means no writing for me because oh. that can be a distraction oh. from a lot of things. And no Twitter, no Instagram, no texting hoes, no calling other people. You know, you got fans. Sure do. Uh, and they would have to take a moment. They have to take a, a, a night off while I'm on this date. But Are you going to tell us you're doing it first? Maybe. Because, no, I'm delicate. Probably not. Probably destitute not. out here. You got to tell me before you do it. Because I'd be, well, my only friend in D.C. is Eddie Superman. And then I'm calling you and then you out here in I'm on Deep the Creek na- on a date. I'm just girl together. Yeah, but I want to be connected to nature. I think it's really good for a connection with the other person that you're with, and definitely really good with uh, centering yourself and um, you know focusing on being in the moment instead of I haven't looked at my phone in an hour. Mm-hmm. What happened on my phone? You you don't have no access to your phone, so it don't matter what happened on your phone. You'll get to your phone. Oh, you definitely need to tell me because like, what if you go on the, to Deep Creek and y'all get bit by a bear or something and y'all on the ground finna die and like nobody knows that you out in deep creek out here in the woods you gotta tell one person for safety purposes yeah i mean you can tell one person as far as location so if they need to find the bodies sure Mm -hmm. but um again like i said i trust myself enough that i can get out of most situations oh at the superman you're so confident yeah i've killed worse things than bears me too (laughs) wow um, our word of the day, W-E-R-D. Use lots of lube. You can kill all the bacteria in them germs. Uh, what? No, lube don't kill bacteria. <laughs> I make this stuff up. Hello. Apparently. <laughs> um, our word of the day this week, W-E-R-D, is ice cream. Taste my ice cream. What's the second verse? Come on, Jay. Oh, that was written by R. Kelly. Shit. Oh, Ooh. Mm. you have to sit this out. <laughs> ice cream is someone so sweet that you have the desire to lick them. It is a noun. So it was a word before we talked about people being snacks. People were ice cream. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. you see that ice cream motor? That mm. the little ice cream cone? Mm, I'll lick that. But R. Kelly wrote that about girls who were dancing in the studio. I'm not making it about that. Because uh, mm, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is um, at all. Lifetime releasing part two, Survivor Kelly later this month. So, Yeah, and this is not that. So uh, our word of the day is ice cream. Make sure that you identify your ice creams out there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Um, we have been very appreciative of the success and the support that you guys have given us we cannot do this without you this we shit... can't do this you gotta say it with soul we oh. can't do this okay nine one <laughs> um this podcast is not free oh if you would like to support these two homos um the least you can do is subscribe to this podcast 
the most you can do is get over to our Patreon and at least for $1 a month, you can support this podcast continuing at least for $1 a month. I know y'all hoes got it. If you are a hoe that does not have at least $1 a month to support this podcast, make sure that you like it. Make sure that you share it with your communities. That is one of the other least things that you can do. Um, Again, this is a job, and we are only paid by your dollars and your support. What were you seeing those twerk videos? Or that. (laughs) Or dick slang challenges. They bring us mouth. Yeah, we yeah. I'm over here asking for the twerk video. You over here asking for the dick challenge. <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a combination. A combination plate. Get a combination plate. I'm gonna can I have a number five? Wow. Yeah. Um our affirmation this week is some losses are wins in disguise. Give them time to reveal themselves. The moment a loss occurs, be bigger than that loss. Know that this is just a loss and it will not define your narrative you are not the sum total of this loss life has a running tally of the times you have won and guess what you are in the lead so stay focused in the midst of a loss or a perceived loss because that loss is also a setup for your win that is our affirmation this come on that sounded very you gotta have a test in order to have a testimony. Oh, I felt that one. Oh, you gotta have a test in order to have a testimony. That took you back to Coach's Church. I think it was like Fantasia. She had did a performance. <laughs> so it I think. Right. Oh, it was very that. Mm. It was very. Yeah, with some. <laughs> of course, there's gonna be a lot of that in any Fantasia <laughs> performance. Shout out to our new Patreon sub- supporter. Um, again. Uh, this supporter is the reason that we still have this podcast here Come today. On. So we cannot do this without you. Um, Martrice Meacham, thank you so, so much. We appreciate you. We see you. And um, we are doing this for you. Also, shout out to our other three Patreon subscribers during the month of April. Giovanni Valente, Patty J, and Jamil Jenkins. We can't do it without you. We seriously, literally can't. I cannot. I cannot. I'm like Jocelyn Hernandez in childbirth. (laughs) I cannot. It won't go past my vagina. What? (laughs) Last week we dragged um, the city girl and um, the audacity of DC Black Pride. Um, This past week we saw another gay rapper come out with a highly suggestive song. Oh, it was just suggestive. <laughs> I'm like, it was very to the point. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave him. You know, what was the title of it? Um, even... it is slob on my ass. See, that's not suggestive. It's just you, that's it's a not di- a co- that's a directive. It's not a commandment. It's, it's still like I V E, but it's <laughs> yeah. It's like if you back there, you might as well slob on it. So, um, <laughs> this highly suggestive song was meant was met by the gay community with a resounding girl by for whatever reason. I What? I Where? I, oh, the internet? You're not following the right people. I'm following the person that made the song and I, I was in the comments of him dropping the video. People were telling him to go away with this? Yeah, people were not were Oh, not excited, girl, there were Republicans down his comments. No, these were black gay people. Uh, what? You're not following the right... I, well, my experience has been completely different. Hopefully, <laughs> I hopefully, I, I, but that's why I wanted to spotlight it again in our tepid topics this week. Um, 
I just found it so ironic that we trashed someone um, for rapping about the same things that um, the, city the, girl, the city girl rapped about. Big old freak. Uh, that's big Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. Yeah, Megan Thee Stallion did Big Old Freak, but okay. she's not a she's not problematic like the city girl. The city girl is rapping about the exact same things, but is celebrated and twerked to when, in juxtaposition, a gay man has come out and basically said some of the same things. And was mm-hmm. like, ugh, no, nah. what is so ugh about it? Because you are gay and black as well, and also enjoy these festivities either on the receiving end or on the giving end. So why are we trashing and bashing someone from our own community rapping and or singing about the same things that we celebrate someone that's not of our community that has had a demonstrated track record of hating our community saying the same things in hetero? Uh, well, I thank you for bringing um, glory to his name, but that seriously was has not been my experience. Um, I was seeing girls like, is it on Spotify? I would like to add this to my playlist immediately. It's, I, it's not yet, but he's got bigger, bigger plans. He's I'll, trying to, to him, yeah, he's trying to um, get get the girls to put the tracks on there. But you know, like girl, I'm just a girl from is from Chicago. He's originally from New Orleans, but he lives around Chicago. Okay, yeah. So like, he's like, girl, I'm just a girl from the bottom, and I'm trying to call Spotify and get my song on there. So y'all just gonna have to bear with me. And I'm just like, bitch, I understand because it took. Five months to get here for a podcast put on Spotify. So, girl. And by the way, his name is Young KSB. So, again, support yeah. him. Go listen to the track. It's yeah. called Slob on My Ass. You can Google it Let and listen Spotify to it. Spotify right now, see if he done figured it out. Uh, um, and not as of this morning. It was, It's still um, on SoundCloud. Um, it's still up on YouTube. That's probably the best avenue because you, get, watch the you, video. Can, you can watch the video. And the video is, again, the exact same thing that we applauded the city girl for doing with the twerk video and the flute out challenge. Mm-hmm. He just did the same thing with gay boys with fat asses. I don't know. It ain't no Spotify yet. Yeah. But he, um, he getting there and we support him here here for a podcast. We definitely support him. Here for um, I just want to know where the same hate or the same attention is for this song. Because um, I've seen hate, you've seen attention. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but where is that same hate or attention for this song that we had for Slob on My Knob by Corn on the Cop? I don't... Memphis. Or, <laughs> or Lil Chat Slob on My Cat. <laughs> Get it, that's a wet. See? I'm never saving cat. I put him on the map. Hey. Bright, all of that. Your face in her lap. She said she was going to pass it to her friend. Mm. And he did the same thing. He <laughs> talked about group sex in his, his song as well. <laughs> Very, very graphic. Good sex. Yeah, directive as you say it. Mm. No, you said suggestive. I suggestive. He's just suggesting. Like, <laughs> would you like to? If you would like to bring a friend, a friend can do the front. You can do the back. Oh, oh, oh he did mention the front part. I was like, boy, move. He's. A, you don't know if he, I just said boy move because it's not my thing. He it's might be me. on his versatile journey. I don't know. But I enjoyed the song, and I do agree. When it's on Spotify, he's going to make a lot of money. I want him to, and we are fully supportive of it. If you have not heard Slob on My Ass, get over there right now. Find Slob on My Ass by Young... Can you stop saying it? No. <laughs> I'm going to say it like three it more times. It sounds weird coming out of Slob together. on My Ass. Ah! Okay. See, that was bird form. That was one. Okay, say it. Mask. Slob on My Ass, nigga. Okay. Now, See, somebody got it. Somebody felt it there. <laughs> I bet you. Um, mm, I felt it there. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is so trash. <laughs> Tyra Banks gave the haters another reason to hate. Come on out. And I am absolutely motherfucking here for it. Um, Tyra Banks was the first black woman in an era of all skinny, 
lookalike blonde lily white bitches. That's my cover. phrase. I love lily white bitches. I know. I did that for you. <laughs> to cover Sports Illustrated. Um, the standard of beauty at the time that Tyra Banks graced the cover of Sports Illustrated 20 years ago. 22. Over 20 years ago. Um, was you had to be white. You had to have the least amount of curves as possible. You have to look like all the other white girls in the industry. You had to have the all-American look. Gross. Um, (laughs) And they had, um, hopefully it was just the forethought and they just weren't using her name, hopefully. I'm just, I'm going to give them the best intentions. They had the forethought to put this curvy black woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated over 20 years ago. And... Now, this most recent issue of Sports Illustrated, she is back on the cover, slaying way harder than she did 20 years ago, proving that the standard of beauty still needs to change, um, that sometimes beauty is timeless in people that are beautiful on the inside and beautiful on the outside. And Tyra Banks has shown that in her works and definitely shown that in her modeling career. Um, There have been quote-unquote diva models that are popularized and glamorized for being a bitch in every way possible and Tyra has went in the opposite direction of some of that I'm not gonna give her too much but um I just I I had to recognize the sledge of her covering the issue over 20 years ago and then recovering the issue again to this past week and just doing it even harder after a baby um I think she ate she served, she slayed the photo shoot, and I am absolutely proud of Miss Tyra Banks. Continue. You are a vision and a motivation. Um, the next one was a story coming out of Baltimore. The great city of Baltimore um, had a gay uh, pride flag burning this past weekend. What? Yeah. Oh, and now the story is taken down. God damn it, bitch. Um, Who reported it? The girls. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to give them no credit because they don't want to spend no money here. And that's fine. Mm. Well, they'll be reporting on their stories then, well, it's girl. Not, it's not that. They were the oh, primary, they were the primary re- reporter. Source. Uh-huh. source of the story. But it was mm. other places. Mm-hmm. Other places as well. So I know it wasn't them just making shit up. Um, surveillance footage showed two men running away from Baltimore, from a Baltimore business front after setting fire to a rainbow flag on display last Saturday. The store in question is Same Gender Love, a boutique owned by Marvel Laws in the city's Mount Vernon neighborhood. Oh. Um, and so I thought that this story was very important um, and timely, one, to pride, and to us talking about um, being out, being proud of being out uh, ahead of pride season and like Mm. i've always said i've said in in many of episodes of this podcast before and definitely other youtube videos do not be afraid because a hater is going to do these types of things they are insecure about themselves it has nothing to do with you and the way that you are living your life or running your business do not let them scare you away every time that we see um an american flag burned in another country um, even in this country, um, the conservative right wants to riot. Uh, government politicians want to go to war about a burned flag. 
And here we are. We've been suffering the same thing as long as we've had a gay flag. They've always burned it. They've always stomped on it. They've always torn it down. And we've always put the shit right the fuck back up. Oh, we real rebuild. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so, um, I I would like to take that moment, like I said, to reinforce us to talk about putting the flag right back up and not being afraid to have that gay business opened um, and to not be afraid to wear our gay flags, even if it makes other people uncomfortable, even if other people feel like uh, they want to burn the flag or they want to disrespect you because you holding hands with a boy or you kissing a boy in public. Fuck them and fuck that. I was um, at Youth Pride, and they had the little miniature gay flags that you could um, put in your hold in your hand. And so I was doing my um, small laps around DuPont Circle, and I was walking around. People were attracted to the noise. So the um, music was playing. They could see the tables were set up. And I'm like, oh, let's go over there. And then so, like, they started noticing gay people with gay flags. Well, well they started noticing people with gay flags. And then they started, oh. Mm. That's what this is. Oh, there's gay people over there. Let's turn back around. And then I was like, oh, "Well, at least they know. <laughs> Girl, we we might be ugly. We might be poor, but we here. We are here." Um, and, and referencing that youth pride, it was at a popular circle here in DC called yeah. Dupont Circle, Center City, and City Center. No, Dupont. It was in Dupont Circle. It feels like the center of the city to me. Like when oh, I when um, I think of maybe it is the, the the center of the city, but it's a it's one of the most popular yeah. circles in the city. Um, that is trafficked by almost, you know, everyone of all kinds of all walks of life. And it was definitely a lot of straight people that came through youth, youth pride, not knowing that youth pride was going on, mm-hmm. but they just were going, you know, to have a walk through DuPont circle. Cause it was a nice day for some parts of it. And, um, I applaud the straight people that were curious enough to stop by and ask questions, um, to pick up merchandise, uh, stay and listen to performances, um, obviously it was not for them, but it's important, uh, definitely for visibility and definitely yeah. for, um, inclusion and inclusion of them in what we're doing and inclusion of what, what, why we're having this pride and why this message is important at the onset of uh, youth pride. We had a, um, a vigil for Nigel Shelby and unfortunately he's gone the way of the headlines. Oh my God. People. Some people even don't remember his last name, and there are other people that don't remember his name at all. He was just the boy that committed suicide a couple a couple weeks ago, and so that's the unfortunate part of stories like Nigel Shelby is we forget quickly, and we sometimes we don't have the youth prides to remind us and to have the vigils and to have the conversations um, where we aren't having another Nigel Shelby in in two more weeks. Um, Nigel Shelby, unfortunately, was not the first uh, LGBT young person to kill himself. And unfortunately, he's not going to be the last. Does that mean that we stop doing the work so that we don't prevent that from happening? No. But we still need to remember these names. Uh, We need to remember their stories. They are important. Um, Nigel Shelby could have been the next Barack Obama, and he'd have killed himself because of hatred in the world. And we've robbed ourselves of that one light flame. So we need to not allow hatred to rob us of any more life lanes. And that's why we need to continue to make sure that companies like Same Gender Love in Baltimore, I'm looking at it on Baltimore Sun now. Yep. So shout out to Same Gender Love, um, as reported by the Baltimore Sun. Girl, 
it's a whole gay store, ma'am. We got more flags inside. <laughs> when we open up on Monday, we're just gonna put up a new flag. So what what is you doing? You wasting your time. And being stupid. <laughs> and being stupid. And, and they caught get you arrested. And they caught you on surveillance camera, bitch. You better get arrested. They caught you running away on surveillance camera. Get up. If you don't think they're gonna at least give you a expensive ass ticket, because I don't you ain't going to jail for it, unfortunately. If you don't think you were gonna get at least an expensive ticket for it, mm. you're wrong. And you're going to get shamed for it, especially when they catch your face and figure out who the fuck you are. This could have been a cute picnic with Bay when they take their clarity. Okay. <laughs> Next up, um, on our Patreon, we discussed uh, desensitized sex, and I promised our Patreon users that we would come back to it on the actual episode, and this is what we are coming back to. If you would like more context on the story, you can get over to Patreon, and then you will have the full story. Oh, because I was going to say, do I have the full story? Oh, bitch. <laughs> girl, de- girl dementia. Girl. Um, Knight, the porn star from all the black gay porn that oh, you yeah, probably yeah. have ever seen, Extremely Dark Chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, Young Man, mm-hmm. uh, Extremely Fat Dick, Oh, um, has been known for topping for years, mm-hmm. has made a couple of my list of, of the best porn stars of different years. Oh. Um, he recently took to Twitter saying that he had not had good sex in a while. Oh, he started the conversation. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, okay, come on. I be learning so much when I listen to here for a podcast. Uh, he started the conversation about um, that he had not had good sex, quote, yeah. good sex in a while. And uh-huh. it sparked a lot of interesting conversations on the Twitters and on the YouTubes. Um, mainly... The first conversations, the most prevalent conversations, was bottom shaming him because a couple weeks ago he did a video with uh, Kept Secret, who is another um, internet porn star acting top. I I don't know what, that, what I don't know what that young man act, does. I don't acting know what they, top. I don't know what that young man does yeah, off camera. That's why it's an acting top because on camera he's acting. He's an yeah, acting but top. I don't. But none of us, unless y'all fucking him, he's an acting un, top. Unless unless y'all are putting y'all penis in his ass, y'all don't know if he's verse. So, oh, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's first. That's why I'm saying on video he's an acting top. I don't know what he does in his personal life, but on camera he's an acting top. Sure, Jan, we'll go with that. Um, Knight but, is an acting top, or is Knight an uh, acting verse? What is he on camera? On camera, for years he's only topped. But okay, so he's. An I've known top. some of the girls that are connected to some of the other girls know that. Yeah, he's. He does other things off camera, yeah. and that's fine. That's his business. Mm-hmm. But the but again, the conversation the conversation jumped to him bottoming for the first time on video over the last uh, couple weeks. I want to say it was only like a week and a half ago that the video dropped of kept secret fucking him to the moon and back. It oh. was uh, a cute video. Oh, so, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, well, at least go check out the trailer. I'm not saying go spend your money on the whole video. <laughs> I'm not saying or endorsing that unless kept secret would like to. Uh, Here we go. We now we promoting OnlyFans. Girl, I'm it depends on how long. It depends on how long the check is. I might. <laughs> I might. Um, but anyway, the the conversation jumped to bottom shaming um, because he nice, was because he bottomed last because he week, bottomed oh. the, the a couple weeks ago in a video with kept secret. Um, instead okay. of talking about the bigger issue, the probably more prevalent issue. Of him being just desensitized to sex because he is a form of a sex worker. 
Um, I don't know if he has a day job. I don't know what else he does for income, and that's not my business. But what we know him for is for his work in porn and mm-hmm. his work in sex work. And so um, I thought that it was an important conversation to have because he obviously is not having a shortage of sex because he has he's in uh, quite a bit of okay, videos. So, so, okay, so... The girls are claiming he's desensitized. And you're supporting their claim, or you're. I'm, I'm saying the conversa- <clears throat> that conversation is the more important claim, more important than oh he a bottom and that's why he's having bad sex. He he just now bottom in for the first time on camera instead mm-hmm. of yeah he might just be more desensitized to sex because he's having so much of it that he's got to do X Y Z A B and C and D to get a good quote unquote a good sexual encounter. Because he's had so many other regular sexual encounters regularly. He's performing. That that's not fun for him anymore. That's not quote unquote good sex anymore. That he has to, I don't know what it is that makes it good sex for him. I haven't been in the bedroom with him. But if it's being choked with a belt, um, being pissed on, or being fisted, or... Being in a yeah, five sum or whatever, whatever it is, he to ain't got enough money for all that video content. I'm just saying, <laughs> but whatever his definition of good sex to him, he can't get it definitely as frequently as he would like. Meaning he is desensitized to regular sex, like regular missionary with one nigga. That's not going to be quote unquote good sex to him at this point because I do that for work all the time. Okay, so in my thoughts about being a performer a porn performer you have to eat it you have to suck it with this amount of this and then you gotta make sure that when you on entry that you're entering slowly so the camera can get it then you gotta pull out and then you gotta enter again and then the bottom has gotta pretend like this is also for the fourth time the first time that they're being entered by you and then you gotta make sure that the stroke is being able to be seen on camera because that's what the people are tuning in for. We would like to see your stroke, sir. Um, and then, so when you're not able to focus on like, we're not able to focus the way you want to. And I think that's why a lot of amateur porn is making a rise because like it's people who's just having sex and girl, if you get it, you see it and you don't, you don't. Um, because I know when you're a porn performer and there's like lights and cameras they want to, okay, so make sure you do him missionary and bend over all the way because, like, people do like to see the tops hole. Me! Even, even in amateur porn, they're like, damn, I wish I could have seen the tops hole a little bit. And we're going to talk about porn comments um, and sexual health. Um, and so, um, so those types of things. And, like, when can I tune out? When can sex be sex? I actually love this person, and I'm actually doing all this porn to make sure I have my part of the mortgage. Yeah, and that's <laughs> or the guy Bill. Yeah, and we talked so, about that a, a a couple months ago with Knockout and Fame. They did a kind of a documentary talking about being in the porn industry. One of them wanted to get out. One of them wanted to stay in because he was newer to the game. And yeah. they were both attributing staying in porn because porn was paying their bills, and for lack of better employment opportunities that would pay their bills in the same and manner. See America. Yeah. You can make twenty five hundred dollars off your um, OnlyFans. Um, you can make a thousand from Breedy Raw or whoever you're signed to. I don't know these other companies' names. And then you can get signed to do club bookings. You can charge like six sixty seven hundred dollars a month for your booking fee, and you can get flued out. And they come in the pride. And then when you go to St. Louis for your booking, you can have sex with two or three men there. 
Um, you can be a call girl and from you can men. you can make more money from that. So you can turn around and make six thousand dollars a month yeah. altogether. And that's just for like a um, it's not shade. I was when say, I say and that's a just a model. baseline. A base model. That's that's just like a <laughs> baseline popular porn yeah, girl. And up and coming. Very yeah. and so when we talk about more of the ones that are fucking drinks. white girls and white girls only they Tim coin is, tails. Yeah, those mm, girls are that whole nother rabbit <laughs> hole that I'm not going down. And I mean rabbit hole. Um So when Knight says that he hasn't had good sex, he's like sex where I wasn't performing, I had to think about camera. There's lights, I gotta make sure I'm doing my angles right. I just wanna I just wanna have sex where it's not work. Yeah. And I can understand the plight. Is it the right word to use there? Um, of his tweets. Yeah, I haven't seen the tweets, but the conversation sparked. Mm, the tweets I saw were, mm, "You just had sex on camera four times last week, and how you talking about you ain't had good sex?" Bitch, cause he a sex worker. <laughs> what do you? Mm. And we also don't know when when the sex is performed. So even if it all comes out consecutively, um, I think he was yeah. also in the last fuck house as well. You can feel something in February. They don't come out to May. And yeah, fuck house. The last fuck house. Um, was filmed in October, November, and they still issuing parts of it out. I won't even. RuPaul's comment. Drag Race <laughs> was filmed last June and July. RuPaul's Drag Race is just now wrapping up in May of this year. Yeah, I won't even comment on. Those. I was trying to help, but I'm just. Um, um, so the frequency that his porn is coming out does not mean that he just had sex last week. But I also do think that the amount of sex work that him or anyone else does. Impacts whether they are sensitive to regular sex with just a regular mm-hmm. nigga that they fucking. Because if you are having the extreme crazy sex work, sex at work, quote unquote, and I don't mean that in a shady way, I'm just saying at work, um, then when you do have the regular sex, it is less gratifying because you are desensitized to regular sex because you're used to, uh, where's the other nigga at? It's not a threesome? And Ain't a nobody lot of being those people you meet for the first time on set, and then you still got to have a good sexual <coughs> no performance with, with because you because they're paying you. It's like I just met him. It's likely that we might even with somebody you love. It's like, oh babe, what was you doing today? And like I know I had ribs for lunch, <laughs> Chipotle, <laughs> or whatever's mainstream. So imagine being <laughs> at work <laughs> and like, ooh, I did not do a good performance. I hope they call me back. <coughs> White cheats. <laughs> So, mm, yeah, I understand. Oh, I, I don't believe I'm saying this because I actually wanted to talk about how much I hate that specific person. But cool. Um, but the 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 takeaway is moderation is key, and that's for sex workers and sex workers that don't easier get, said than done when the light bill ain't pays. Your light bill ain't pays too. Well, you just have to figure out a, a model and a budget for it. So again, moderation is still key, even if you are a sex worker or if you're a sex worker that doesn't get paid to do sex work. Somebody will catch that. Um, catch that. <laughs> literally. These niggas for free. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> catch that, literally. Um, moderation is still key and and identifying what your boundaries are so that it does not change your life. Okay. Um, even in like that. Even in sex work, if you can help it. Amen. If you can help it. If Amen. you can help it. Because, again, um, as we've seen with the hashtag Arrest That Buck. There are people that are forced into scenarios in sex work that they are not comfortable in, they don't want to be in, but um, they're either addicted to a drug, 
They're addicted to the money. They're addicted to the adrenaline rush. They're addicted to so many other things outside of the actual sex that they will do almost anything, include dying. Whew. Um, RuPaul's best friend race happened. We only got, what, two more episodes left now? Um, I am with the rest of the internet in being disappointed in this last episode. Um, being disappointed in the last couple episodes as well. Um, I think Rue was wrong on almost every decision that she made mm-hmm. on this episode to mm-hmm. include the mini challenge, to include the main challenge, to include the winners mm-hmm. and the losers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Vangie, Vangie, <laughs> I'm giving her a whole new name now. I think Vangie deserved this win, and the fact that she did not get this win makes me believe that she is definitely going to be the one to go home next because everyone else at this point has won that is left in the competition and she would be the only one that has not won at all and typically that means unless you are um bus stop girl what's the bus stop girl's name i'm roxy andrews roxy andrews clear i know you love me baby that's why you brought me here oh i can only think of her name when i sing the verse come (laughs) on (laughs) inception Only Roxy Andrews was the only one to like make it to the top and not Look, win. God had that in her testimony, okay? I, I still hear it and still feel it. <laughs> Candy girl, you're going to be in the top five for uh, Anyway, uh, so that makes me scared for Vanjie to go home at this point. Mm. I wanted Vanjie to go home earlier because I felt like they were keeping her for ratings. Mm. But the fact that she's made it this far and shown a little bit of progression... To send her home would just feel like they've used her just for ratings all the way up until this point. Literally. I don't think she's upset by it. I think her... Uh, well, I don't think she is upset by it. For Vanjie to be in 11 episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, um, after she only got to be in one episode the last time, that just her... Across two seasons, her being in 12 episodes total... Is great. So secure the bag, and she secured a man, and she going on vacation with her man. Um, what I, uh, I do agree with you. I do believe that my favorite show, Lord Jesus, and my idol, um, RuPaul has made a lot of horrible decisions this season. Um, when um Suki was back there playing with the baseboards on those scrubs, I was like, girl, one, get your feet off my goddamn baseboards, and two, sashay away. Mm. Nina West said shade away. I do agree that the biker shorts were a misstep, especially with her body style. Mm-hmm. Those shorts didn't do right on Nina West. But <laughs> and she didn't match her her, uh, her sister. Her sister, but that she was supposed has to be given drag. But Nina West has received makeup critiques the whole season about being clowny and over the toppy. LOL. And then she put that on sugarcane, which is what I was like, girl, how you do yours smooth, but you still give her this boxy ass eye. She still like she looked like Pennywise <laughs> from it. She looked like the original version of you. Ooh. Before you got on drag race. So girl, but you still pre- but Nina is still practicing on herself, so her makeup technique when applied to other people is not perfect. I girl Girl. I mean, I guess, but she's also one of the queens that's been doing this for 20 years. So you've never had to so, paint anybody in 20 years? But she's been doing clown for 20 years, and now all of a sudden, Michelle Visage get up here three times and tell the girl, get up here one more time. I'm going to put your ass in the bottom, too. Hashtag Pennywise. <laughs> um, did Evie oddly deserve all the critiques she got? I wanted to ask nope. you Nope. Nope. I think, I think that because of the critiques that she got, she should have been in the bottom, too. 
I don't think that she should have been in the bottom two, but with those number of critiques that they did give her, I think that Nina should have been safe. I think they should have scared Nina uh-huh. and put Evie and Silky in the bottom because that has been brewing and that, this whole and season. And that would have been pussy. Because wow, don't you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that has been brewing all season, and I just knew it was about to happen, and then they put Nina in the bottom. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? Put put Evie in the bottom. Evie has already proven she's a, a lip sync assassin. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Silky has been talking about the whole season. Let me lip sync. I'm not scared of it. I can't wait to lip sync again. And then we see lip, Silky. Um, Silky. <laughs> we see Silky lip sync, and it is the weakest, most sloppiest performance Keep of a your receipt, cause you want to send it back. Oh my god. Keep your receipt. Where was she talking about that she wasn't afraid? You should be afraid. You should be very afraid to lip sync with that performance. That was trash. Did you see on YouTube she recently performed somewhere and her hair fell off and then she was like, oh, she just kicked it across the stage. And like and she's on tour right now and she's not doing any better. And then she was like, at least I stayed more booked than Soju. What? What are you bragging about? Deal with your sister in the makeover challenge. Problematic. And she's also a mental health provider. I don't get like the things that are going on with her and the things that she does and the things that she says. But Maybe she understands it's TV? Mm. I'm asking. I don't know. Mm. I would hope that a mental health provider would be able to strategize better than that. Like The strategy is talk about well, you so being great and then show that you are not so great so more people will not come into you or pay you to do so. Um, but I would have lived, like I said, I think that Evie should have been in the bottom because of the critiques that the judges gave her. Do I think that the, that the judges' critiques were valid? Who were the other Absolutely girls? Absolutely no. Okay, so Vanjie. Akira was definitely safe. Akira was safe, safe, Brooklyn safe. won. I don't think that she should have won. Well, come it my was, face. Yeah, cool. She did, she did the same thing that she's done always before, that the same, that we've read Vanjie for this whole season. You've mm-hmm. given us something that we've it seen. Safe. And we, we've continued to see from you. A good eye and a good gown. We've seen that from Brooklyn Heights before. But we have not seen what Vanjie gave. Vanjie gave something that was very different than what we've seen all season. And she even did the fuck out of... um, Yes. What was her name? I don't remember. New Jersey girl. She's annoying. The girl that she did, she did her really good. Uh And so she deserved to win again to make this competition even. It is so slanted in Brooklyn's favor at this point. There's no way that Brooklyn is not going to win. There's oh. no way that Brooklyn is not going to win. Oh, well, you know, that's my favorite. So, I mean, like, I, I understand this specific challenge where Vanjie should have won. Yes. Because they've critiqued Vanjie all season about, girl, do not come out here in the leotard. I gave y'all girls a pantsuit. <laughs> and I, I gave my homegirl a dress. So, nobody was in the leotard. Our makeup was good. Our hair was Be good. We looked. We did the challenge. Sisters. We did the challenge. like a literal sisters. I have no family idea why family. why, why they right would there. not have given her the win, but whatevs. Um, again, okay, so we got um, rapper drag race talk. Tell us in the comments what you guys thought about it. Tweet us at her for a pot, but y'all usually just tweet us at Ronald Matters and at the Superman. But make sure you guys use the hashtag here for it hive because we are looking, lurking, responding, and liking, and um, sending DMs based on what the request is. Absolutely, and this week as in every week. Again, hashtag arrest Ed Buck. Ed Buck is still out here on these streets. He has two black gay men under have his belt. Have you ever played Bookworm, the computer game? No. I noticed it. This Look up Bookworm, the computer game. Ed Buck looked just like the Bookworm. 
He probably is. I'm finna Google it for you because I know you're not smart. Yeah, so he, you don't read books. He probably is the bookworm. He is a cancer <laughs> on the society. He needs to get the fuck off of these city streets. He is doing what every white. This is what a book per- look like. Oh, yep, that's it. <laughs> he is doing what every white rich person with oh, access and privilege does. Is bookworm was on Game Boy. Oh my gosh, I wish I was masked. I would have got a Game Boy. I just played on the computer at school. He just is laying low and letting the story die out and doing the exact same thing that he was doing that got two black gay men killed in the first place. Do not, do not forget that Ed Buck is still out here on these streets. And Ed Buck is not the only one. Ed Buck is one of thousands in this country. There are thousands of rich white men with access to money, access to privilege, that will take advantage of your black gay ass for a nut. Do not be deceived. Do not be blind. Hashtag arrest Ed Buck. You are doing sexual health this week. So oh. I am the sex specialist here on this show, but um, my understudy is doing uh, sexual health. understudy? What is going on? Is doing sexual health this week. So you guys be very excited. Uh, and be patient with me. Okay. Because, you know, I love my statistics. And reported things cited by as reported by and peer reviewed by. But this week, I'm just gonna tell a personal story. Is this MLA format? No, just a personal story. Okay. So, I really would like for y'all, YAW, to stop ruining my My Bidster um, experience with these porn titles. Same. The first, I got three examples. It says, Granny Pissy Whore presents for my sissy sluts. And the caption under the video says, um, now lay under his black balls and lick my pissy juice. Man, oh, first of all, how am I supposed to get off to the- I need to alter who I'm subscribed to on my visitor. Confirm. I need to unfollow some channels. The second one says, hot girl with physics degree get dicked down by a man who lost his job last week. First of all, I'm triggered. Send me the link. <laughs> the unemployment rate in the District of Columbia is really high, thanks to the man in the White House. I cannot get... Club 96. I cannot get off to that. How some lily white bitch got a physics degree, but this black man that he got to have sex with her because he ain't got no job. Sex work. The third one, I kind of, you know, I kind of do like this one, but I'm just including this one for because uh, I need the third one. It says, "I be motherfucking nothing, bruh, musty as fuck." And the video picture is what is it called? The video picture, the thumbnail, is him with one hand like real heavy on his balls, and then the other one is him jacking real heavy. So I was like, "Oh, I don't like the title of this one." But you watched it anyway. <laughs> I would. So, my recommendation, if y'all could, pretty please, do be honest. If it's an interracial video, if it's a group bait, you know, if it's somebody getting down in the bathroom style at work, like, bruh, at work, had to bus. Like, you know, I've been at work and had to bus. I understand. Where, like, that's horny. I can relate to that. Um, all these storylines, like, okay, so one more. Verbal guy at glory hole. Now, I do like a verbal guy myself. So, first of all, anything with verbal in it gets me. At a glory hole. Mm, you ain't been to no I'm not hole. seeing his face, so it don't matter. 
I'm just listening to him on while he gets sloppy tapping. So, mm. the, like, that's enough to turn me on already. You sound very turned on already. I am. I'm trying to um, hold on. <laughs> I'm looking. Hold on to-, <laughs> to your love. So, like, um, short. Y'all need to listen and write headlines, and I'm gonna as a journalist. I'm and gonna- not lying in the headline. That's the biggest <laughs> part. I'm like. What? He pounded her into the oblivion. First of all, oblivion is a big word. I'm surprised you put this in a, my Vista headline. But, and then he, his stroke whack. Ma'am, I should report. Can we report people's accounts for that? Report the comments. <laughs> report the, because the comments will take you through. I'm like, girl. Huh? Okay. I just like that. I, I was, I've been giving it to you. Oh, Give it, okay. it to God. Also, um, well, you can search my account on my Vista. The title What's is... What's the name? Oh, at Ronald Matters on everything. I don't I don't have... Oh, it's still Ronald Matters on my Vista? Yeah, it's Ronald Matters on my Vista. I don't have fake accounts or hide anything. Oh, shit, I do. <laughs> yeah. I got so, shit to hide. <laughs> I don't. So, uh, I have a video on my account called Soldier Sneaks a Nut. Is it me? <laughs> But you know, like, oh wow, he's in the army. He got a good job. He's gonna be in his uniform, and he was in the barracks with his roommate. You know, like, mm, okay, he had to go sneak off and. So it was me. Oh, okay. Um, and this one video I saw when right before we started recording was called "Daddy Makes a Mess." It was a chocolate man laying on his back with his abs, and there was a lot of white spots all over his abs, and his thighs were thick. So, uh, search daddy made a mess. Like, see, that's very clear and concise. I can look at the thumbnail. I know what daddy's doing. And I see that I would like to be in the same place. So, I need to watch this video to get me there. It does not take, like, granny pissy whore um, lick his black balls and suck my pissy juice. It does not take all of that to get there. And if you need all of that to get there, Wow. But beware I'm of, not yucking your yum, but girl, wow. Beware of the incest, because the, the title that you said, I'm, I can imagine some incest shit comes up. What's the title? Daddy did what? Daddy makes a mess. Daddy makes a mess can pull up some incest shit. Daddy made a mess. Oh, it was a man by himself in a solo video jacking. That's, so, that's by looking the at target. the thumbnail, I'm like, ooh, I do love me a good middle-aged man. Yeah. Mm. Daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy anything? lessons. Yeah. And that is this week in sexual health. Be be more mindful. Be more mindful. Be careful, ho. <laughs> Just be careful. But these my Vista porn titles, everybody don't need all that, that storyline. Um, he was looking at me at the party, so we snuck away to the bathroom and look what we're doing. Or the sketchy sex. Uh, college ones of oh we in the dorm room and I just let seventeen of my dorm mates fuck me, girl. Huh? No you didn't. <laughs> no you did. No you did. First of all, who giving seventeen people the address like that? It's because they all in the same dorm, this so they're plan. like they're like creating this environment of dorm culture of you know what dorm kids okay. do. Like um dorm. Uh, let me see. I, I, I'm a headline. I'm thinking of in like writing headlines. You need like six or seven words. Um, descriptive. It don't take a whole lot to get there. Ooh, that's this week in sexual health. You might be desensitized <laughs> if it does take you all that to get there. We're coming back to that topic as well. This week in social studies. Oh my God, I am the social study teacher this week. Oh, and so um, I wanted to highlight an article on edsource.org. 
that has California in the lead of LGBTQ history mm-hmm. um, as far as school curriculums because we know that it's not present in most school curriculums at all. Um, but this week I thought it was an important social studies moment to highlight why that's important and how we can do better in the future. So we have one, um, we have more LGBT friendly classes that are coming to high schools nowadays more than ever because there was none when I went to high school at all. Tennessee, they preach abstinence. They were still preaching abstinence in Michigan when I went to high school. Republicans as well? No, Democrats. Oh, oh. (laughs) Democrats. Mm. Uh, But I've always noticed um, that in the newer LGBTQ classes that we are putting in high schools nowadays, uh, we highlight the transformational figures like Harvey Milk, like Ryan White, um, things of that nature. And yes, they do need to be a place in LGBTQ history and social studies classes, but we do the disservice of history when we are not talking about James Baldwin, when we are not talking about Marsha P. Johnson, Bayard Rustin, or even RuPaul. All of those people have such a place of impact um, in the rich history of this country, in the rich history of where this country has come from and where it is now. And this country could not be where it is now as far as media, um, as far as writing and literary achievements, as far as pride, without people like those people that I just aforementioned. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have to be dead to honor. Again, RuPaul is still here, has problems like every other person that has ever been in history. And on the scales of the mistakes that RuPaul is making, we're all learning along the way. Absolutely. Ru is learning along the way. Woo, child. Ru is learning along the way. Um, We have buildings, statues, money with Thomas Jefferson's name on it, but he has been the one of the most problematic of the founding fathers one of the most because they always problematic if we're gonna be honest um but I, I i think that we should celebrate the ones that are still alive and celebrate the ones that are still creating an impact uh on black and brown lgbt people and um media and the world and news and literary achievements as well even if they are not dead i would like to know where the class for Big... Oh, not Big Frida. Oh, <laughs> Big Frida might need a class. Oh! <laughs> Frida, the the actual artist, Frida. F-R-I-D-A. Frida. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Frida is, please, please do some research on Frida. Mm-hmm. I would like to know where the class is on Sylvia Rivera. Um, I would like to know where the class is on Sean, uh, Shane Ortega. Um, Shane Ortega was the first openly trans man in the military. Openly trans man in the military. He served three combat tours. Uh, he was also signed on to the Redress for Repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell with me. Um, and he co-founded the Sparta nonprofit that offers counsel to LGBT service members currently um, that are currently in litigation of being kicked out of the military because of their sexual orientation or how they identify this current president these are people dead and alive that are pushing the narrative and making change and making history that classes should be made around um if we're learning about the thomas jeffersons i want to hear about the shane ortegas next to the thomas jeffersons because if you're going to tell me about thomas jefferson um and not include the slaves that he fucked and the uh illegitimate children that he bared 
that you could definitely tell me about the first transgender. They cannot put that in the HBO film. They can, and they should, and they will. Um, and while they do that, we can also celebrate the Shane Ortegas. We can uh, celebrate the Fridas. We can celebrate the Sylvia Rivera's. Um, and we can even celebrate uh, the, the Melvin Lindsay's here locally in D.C. Um, in, the, in the late 90s. He was the originator of uh, the Quiet Storm radio format that we hear around the country everywhere. So no matter where you go in the country, um, if you listen to the radio at night, probably after 9 p.m., every R&B, rap, or even old school station, they all have a quiet storm. It's quiet storm. And they play the Tony Braxtons. They play, they play the uh, old Johnny Gills. They play the Sade. All of that is throughout the country. It's in every radio station that plays that type of music called the quiet storm. It was originated right here in D.C., right at Howard University by Melvin Lindsay. Melvin Lindsay... Um, Famously here in the D.C. area, um, did his very last radio broadcast um, saying that he was dying of AIDS and oh. that he began his chapter in radio, his career in radio at Howard University. And he wanted to end it while he was in the hospital, literally dying uh, from AIDS complications, doing his, lab bro- his last broadcast to Howard University's uh, radio station. So those people are worth reading about. Those people are worth writing about. Those people are worth learning about because they have made an impact. You can't turn on these type of radio stations Mm -hmm. anywhere and not hear somebody say, it's the quiet storm. So why don't we know where that came from? That came from a young man. It came from the Migos. No. It came from a young man, a young LGBT man named Melvin Lindsay right here in the D.C. area at Howard University. He had so many other radio jobs after that because he took Quiet Storm everywhere. Um, but his his biggest and his first one was Howard. Um, well, I won't say his biggest because he got like FM radio places. Mm-hmm. But those are those are stories worth being listened to. Those are st- stories worth being heard and being taught as well as the Harvey Milks, as well as, you know, the Ryan Whites. Those are also important stories, but let's not whitewash history. That is our social studies this week. Do you have a song for your soul? No. Okay. You gonna spank me now? Uh, Can we have a quiet storm spanking? I'm kind of turned on right now. It's the quiet storm. (laughs) That's the raindrops or the cum drops. Title the my vista video appropriately. Thank you. Cum drops. Um. I will be first to admit, I did not get the hype behind Ari Lennox. Same. And I saw her in concert. You did? Okay, well, let me... So, um, but the new album came. I said when she releases a full body of work mm-hmm. coming up, I will listen to it. And maybe this will solidify my... I wonder which one did you pick? Did you pick a single or something that you heard for the first time? I picked her mama's driver's license number. Okay. So, um... Shea Butter Baby came out and J. Cole tweeted the link. And I was like, okay, J. Cole tweeted the link. I don't know why this is going on, but I'll listen. Um, so Shea Butter Baby, like, seriously goes off. I'm loving three or four songs like Up Late. That's my good song. The video came out today. Um, I watched it. It was good. 
Chicago Boy is the opening track. I really like that. And she had a song called Broke. Broke, broke, broke. That comes on after the song that I've, I've picked called Break Me Off. And I was I like thinking... I need to put a song. I need. I usually do a my playlist by season, so I need to do like a spring 2019 playlist. And I think I'm thinking like, do I start with that song? The lyrics go because y'all love lyrics. My knees get weak when you touch me. Body, use it. Sex game, stupid. Break me off and itchy gitchy ya ya when the lights is out. I'm summertime crushing, put that game on pause and do it how I like it, baby. Nice and slow. Break me off. And then she gets, starts speaking in tongues. Mm. And itchy get you ya ya when them lights is out. I'm summertime crushing, put that game on pause and do it how I like it, baby. Nice and slow. Hashtag no usher, hashtag no herpes. Um, wow. <laughs> so, no shade if you have that. Shout out to um, Ari Lennox. Oh, yeah, definitely. No shaming. Um, there was the Usher thing. Oh, I wonder, is that problematic? Wow. Mm. We should talk about that on Here For A Podcast. We have a podcast. We should talk about that. Uh, but Tune in next week. <laughs> shout out to Ari Lennox. Um, break me off. Definitely. Local artist, DC Bay. And then I went to her Wikipedia and I saw that she was signed to J. Cole's record label, Dreamville. And I was like, see, now they got sucked down into it and I'm sucked into it and I like it. I believe that. So, yeah, um, Broke, Up Late, uh, I've Been, and Whipped Cream were my favorites from the, the mm-hmm. album. Um, I think it's definitely worth a listen to. Um, again, I saw her at concert and the concert. It was more. It was rappers around her. It was mm-hmm. rappers in front of her performance, and it was rappers after her performance. So I don't think that I was able to appreciate it as much. I think that she did a good job, but she didn't capture my attention because it was like mumble. She was the slow girl in the middle. She was the slow girl in the middle, and it was like mumble 2019, you know, children rappers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess I'm just too old for that shit now. But I was already over the concert because I heard these 2019 mumble rappers before her, and I was like. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. But I like her now. I think that the album is definitely worth a listen. Um, And uh, there's definitely some tracks on it that I'm going to go back and revisit myself. Look at us. Support Ari Lennox. A local artist as well. Um, The song for my soul is going to be less romantic. Uh, uh, And I get in trouble all the time. (laughs) I get in trouble all the time. Less romantic than the Ari Lennox versus... (laughs) Um, and it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Slob on my ass, eat it from the bag, lick on my hoe, don't forget the sack, use a lot of spit, let it run out my dick, can't fuck with a virgin, show me that you used to this shit, used to oh, fuck wow. with... Okay, so... The way he do it, better. A little bit, just really a little bit, no shit. Um, used to fuck with a nigga, <laughs> he was DL. Ate me out so good, busting, out, busting nuts out the shell. Uh-huh. Kept my legs shaking. Had my back arched, chewing out my insides, nigga tearing me apart. I met another nigga, uh-huh. said he wanted you. head, uh-huh. but he couldn't get shit unless his tongue was between my legs. Said he had a homeboy that wanted to join, had both licking different cheeks that like is. I was conjoined. Ah! I can't forget dude that I met from the block, used to come and suck my ass straight out the jock. 
eat a nigga ass or something. Eat a nigga ass or something. Eat a nigga ass or something. Look at Memphis inspiring these girls. Memphis, 2019. Young KSB, again, like I prefaced. Preface. Juicy J wrote that when he was in the 10th grade. Problematic and believable. Not paying attention in class. Um, Young KSB has taken the mantle of Juicy J and LaChat <laughs> and spun it in the gay direction. Ta-da! And I'm absolutely positively Ta-da! here for it. Um, I like the message. I like the visuals. And I think uh, we should definitely... Support this young man in his endeavors in rap. Um, we we do a lot more for our heterosexual, uh, less got, talented let's just, kind let's of just support. No, we don't have to say all but, that. But that's why we. we but that's why we, we have love to support him, and we go support him. Don't buy the City Girl album. <laughs> so right after Ari Lennox break me off, put slob on my ass on your spring 2019 playlist. Young KSB, <laughs> and definitely get your ass slobbed on while listening to the track. And don't forget the sack. And don't forget his homeboy. <laughs> Shit, let him invite his homeboy. His homeboy might be able to do something that he can't do. Lick above cheeks like he was conjoined. <laughs> Baby. Song for my soul. <laughs> song for my soul. I know song for some of y'all souls out there too. Oh. So, there is that. Um, What are you here for this week or not? Put your tongue back in your mouth. Wow, what you looking? Wow. Hair. I was, you, we just got through seeing slob on my ass lyrics. I was like, ooh, we friends, but you know, this friendship can go to the next I'm level. Booked. I am, I am, I'm thoroughly booked. I'm so sorry about it. I'm so sorry. Um, I think it was the beginning of season 10 or the beginning of season 11. Vanessa Vengie Mateo um, reminded those girls, get those cookies. Get those cookies. And they was like, you know what? One of them little companies need to get her little brand endorsement. Oh, my God. That would be so good. She got a Nabisco endorsement? (laughs) Can I tell the story? (laughs) So, it was set up like a mukbang video. You know, like when the girls go get $300 worth of lobsters. Or it'd be $250 worth of Wendy's or whatever it was. Vanessa, Vanjie, and Mateo had like all the different styles of um, chips of horse. She had the chewy kind. She had the um, originals. She had the like. She had all the kinds in her video, and she was sitting at the table, saying, "You know what, um, you guys? My mother has been a real inspiration to me, and I really love my mother. So for Mother's Day, hashtag get those cookies." And, you know, like, give a shout-out to your mom and shout-out to Nabisco for everything that they're doing for equality and blah, blah, blah. So, you know what the comments said. That's a man. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for revealing that. We never knew. I guess it's my last time getting Chips Ahoy. I cannot believe y'all are pushing this agenda on me. What did y'all see last year when Oreo, also a Nabisco brand, um, black on the inside, white on the black on the outside, white on the inside. Well, it was the rainbow. They bought they bought full page ads and magazines and newspapers. Oreo did to celebrate Pride Month. Oreo did that. So this year, their Pride budget went to Chips Ahoy. So now y'all mad that a girl who clearly we supposed to be upset that she's not gonna win season eleven. I don't think it's gonna make a big deal. Her star power 
Anyway, so all the people were mad because she was, y'all said hashtag get those cookies. I hope she get a deal. Okay, she got a hashtag get those cookies deal, and she gave a shout out to her mama in the middle. Okay, so I'm she here got for those it. cookies <laughs> and she got that check. So Nabisco she, check. Yeah, I, it's Nabisco. the National Biscuit Company. They they shorten it Nabisco National Biscuit Company. I was like, oh, that was kind of smart. Yeah, they own Oreo. Back in like 1914, 1921, when the company was put together, that was a smart idea to shorten National Biscuit Company. Um, but all these brands came together and formed Nabisco. So shout out to Nabisco for um, apparently continuing their Pride support. Um, and not just during Pride Month. Because, you know, the corporations be guilty of that. So it's May, and they're supporting uh, Vanessa Benjamin Mateo and Mother's Day. And what parents and families supporting um, young men in their families wanting to do, to do drag. Um, what that means to them, because their support means a lot. Um, it's already a lot of shade when you a boy, you looking to date because you dressed as a woman. Mm. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not coming over your house in this wig. You say it's wig? Uh-uh, I'm not coming over there. Why this fe- Why you got these? What bitch been over his feathers over? Babe, them my feathers. <laughs> That's my boa. <laughs> put it down. <laughs> I have a performance tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, put it. Don't. Shh. Put that down, because if any one of the rhinestones come off, I'm going to have to call Keisha back over here. I'm going to be rhinestoning for three hours, and you won't get no dick. And it's going to be light-skinned Keisha, because you know she she available. <laughs> no but um, here for it, hashtag get those cookies, Vanessa Vinci Mateo, and um, Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. <laughs> um, this week, I am absolutely here for um, Common's new memoir. Oh. Um I think the common is absolutely scrumptious looking. I love common so much. And um, I applaud him for making this brave stance in his memoir and letting that lead the story of his memoir, actually, because more of the, the, the headlines about his memoir has been about this subject than about rap, than about his ex, who I love so much. Miss um, Angela Rye. And it has been focused more around the trauma that he has faced uh, as someone that was molested mm-hmm. in his youth and uh, talking about the experience, recovering from the experience, still being a strong black man after the experience. And um, I'm absolutely here for it because in the cishet space, we don't see that enough, especially with um, popular black male celebrities that have gone through these things but don't have the courage to talk about these things. Um, It is not something that makes anyone gay. It is not something that only gay people go through or it happens to. It can happen to the most macho, street, hood-ass motherfucking rapper that y'all can think of. Because when y'all think of, you know, when when I hear these other uh, commentators, MCs, um, other people in media put together their list of, you know, top 20 rappers... Common is in there. Yeah. Because Common has been doing um, political activist rapping and talking about the the stripes of the hood and coming through the hood. Even though he's never rapped about this molestation situation visibly, doesn't mean that he's never rapped or talked about it in his lyrics subversively. And so I think it's a brave and bold move for him to put it in his memoir and to 
make that the leading step of his memoir instead of just a, hey, you know, I'm a girl that's been in rap for 30 years and I'm a veteran and I got a memoir coming out. It's more of I am someone who you would not think that this has happened to, who you would not think has been affected by this, but I am that person and I am many. There's many people like me with the same story and they've either come through it better because of it and because of their perseverance or they didn't. And um, I think that it's extremely, extremely uh, important and noteworthy for him to be leading the story of his memoir with this. Because, uh, I mean, he could be leading his, the story of his memoir with just juicy, gossipy, shady shit. But he's not. He's leading it with um, a story of redemption, a story of growth, and uh, a story of, of not being the victim your whole life. And so I'm absolutely here for it. I'm here for that as well. I saw this story. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hope we talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. And, and uh, by the way, his, his memoir is named Let Love Have the Last Word. Let that sit with you. Let love have the last word. A lot of times we will think, oh, like I said in our affirmation earlier, you know, oh, I just made this loss. I just got this loss. I got my boyfriend broke up with me. He did. Um, I got kicked out of my apartment. You did. I got dropped off my food stamps. Oh, my gosh. We can't eat good. Mm. But let love have the last word. Come Again, on I think that's a full affirmation in and of itself. And I am absolutely here for it. Oh, shit. What's the next part? Last call. I love this podcast. I don't want it to be over. I want to end the podcast. Can we start over? Can no. we do like 17 <clears throat> more hot topics? No. Um. So, again, if you are new to this podcast, make sure that you have a shot ready and available. We're going to do our last call. Uh, take a shot with us if you have uh, some available or if you would like to take a sip of kombucha. We're open to that as well. I heard that that's really good for you. It is. We're going to do our last call shots, okay? Wait, I keep telling you when it's through a brown episode. I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. <laughs> My last call this week goes to Gilead. They will be donating approximately $400 million a year. I'll take one of those million. And Truvada medication until the year 2025 to help combat HIV. And you know, Donald Trump rushed to Twitter to talk about how he is supporting the HIV movement and blah, 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 stuff, things. Sure. Um, but this is a great thing for Gilead to be doing. And it said that after 2025, when um, the SCOV is all the way together, um, Gilead will move on to distributing $400 million approximately of that to um, people to help combat the virus. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to people who support hashtag break the patent. Because, you know, we've been saying, like, Gilead, y'all been strongholding and making all this money. Y'all need to give us Truvada. The people are out here dying. And so they will not be renewing their patents when it's up for their exclusive license to be renewed over Truvada. In 2020. In 2020. So Gilead will not be seeking to renew their exclusive rights to the patent over Truvada. So there's two things. Gilead's doing, giving us an inch. So The reason why that's important is right now they have a monopoly over the world. I'm trying to... <laughs> but no, no, this, it's still a positive for Gilead because okay. Gilead is moving the way that... Um, us, the users, 
and us, the people that realize it should be competition in the market, would like them to go. And so, same as as a user, I don't want my prep to only just be the, this one pill because in medicine, your uh, heart medication, your high blood pressure medication, your um, erectile dysfunction medication uh-huh. is not just one of them. There's multiple of them. You can choose what you like and what works best for you, what works best for your pocket. And right now with PrEP, there's only one FDA-approved one. And for Gilead to be stepping out of the way of that is a good and positive thing. Um, For them to not pursue patents that they could legally pursue and just say, well, PrEP is still... Huh. The the one drug that you're going to get from us. If you want it, you're going to have to pay me. Yeah, so Gilead reached an agreement with Teva Pharmaceuticals uh, to allow the early launch of a generic version of Truvada uh-huh. into the market in 2020. That's the biggest storyline, and I did have it written, but we missed it with other stuff. Uh, but it is uh, an important thing because um, there are detractors of Truvada and saying, oh, well, Truvada has these symptoms. False. But that's a whole other story. It don't protect you from herpes. But a whole other... Also, girl, that's not what she's... Birth control don't protect you from herpes. Sure. A whole other episode (laughs) for a whole other day. But this is a positive step in a positive direction because a billion-dollar company is still saying... Is saying we will step out of our own way, our own way of making billions and billions of more dollars, which they could do. And they're allowing the, the market to be more diversified by other people putting out other versions of prep to diversify the market. Like I said, if it's good for you, good for your health or good for your pocketbook. If you don't like what Truvada is giving, you want an an alternate medicine, it's absolutely great. So I am also here for that as well. Yeah, that's my last call this week. Um, My last call this week is to miss India Moore. If you don't know who India Moore is, make sure that you to tune in to Pose Season 1. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Season 2 is coming up, and I cannot fucking wait. Um, Miss India Moore, a.k.a. Angel from Pose, um, the beautiful angel on Pose, is um, the first trans woman to be the feature and front cover for Elle magazine. Um, Elle magazine typically is more white, skinny woman bending, no shade. Very Cosmo. But very. Uh, and they might be owned by some of the same people. I didn't really look into that, but mm-hmm. I just know what the magazine gives. And um, this month on their issue, they have Miss India Moore as the feature cover model. She is absolutely beautiful and breathtaking, as she always is. And for this to be the first trans woman on the cover of their magazine is absolutely noteworthy um i love it i'm absolutely here for it um she's the right person she's the right it's the right time it is a new time where we should be celebrating these new um media people that are making impact um, and telling a story that we otherwise would not be able to hear. Especially on a channel like FX, because, I mean, like, it's not like she's starring on a show on Fox or CBS or NBC. She's starring on, like, a, a cable network, and so to still have the same amount of reach. Like, girl, my voice matters. Her voice does matter. And, again, Pose is also, if you did not know, one of the 
not one of the the the, the, the biggest the biggest employer of trans men and trans women in Hollywood. This one show on FX employs more trans people than the rest of the whole Hollywood. So if you think of all of the rest of the Hollywood, huh. all of the TV, all of the movies, all of the commercials, all of that, this one show employs more people than all of the rest of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why this show is so important because the visibility, the access, and the money that it generates for people that wouldn't be able to make money. Um, when these trans actors go to auditions, it's like, okay, well, yeah, come into the room because we want a trans, right. we want a trans girl, we want we trans. We want to put it down that we had a we, diversity yeah. hire on the interview process, but we not gonna hire you. <laughs> but we not gonna even for a trans role, even for a role that you should be in. Uh, shout out to LaQuisha. Thank God that that shit is bombing. <laughs> I was say wasn't ca- I'm waiting on the cancellation. Oh, it's been canceled already. But I kind of sort of want to see it. No, I don't want to see it because it would be it would be like. And I'm not equating see, that issue see, with trans this issues. This is as why well. we say no. I wanted to come out so the girls can see us. Like this is why we say no. But then something beautiful like India Moore, Billy Porter, um, Mother Evangelista, uh, uh, Dominique. We, we need all of our people. This is why we support this and not support that. Yeah, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. always continue to support it, especially as as long as it has a, a positive message for the the trans movement for trans people. Um, especially trans people of color. I'm absolutely here for it. I can't wait for the season to start. I'm already rewatching Pose season one, yes. and I'm not bored. I am very engaged. I'm, I feel so much better that I can watch it without the commercials. Yeah. And not the feeling of, as a social media person, that I have to live tweet or stay tuned in for, like, what's the cute design or the cute calcul or the cute. So I can watch it and digest it wholly for myself. I tweeted that this weekend because I was watching it because, Chad. Yeah, I'm on the the episode where Praise Health figures out or finds out that he's HIV positive. And he's so, no longer inspired to design. Yeah. And that's like, girl, that's your wheelhouse, girl. You can't let this disease, like, oh, I'm not, I can't. Or even host balls the same way that he was. Because, I mean, like, he's there at the balls, but he's too drunk to be, like, who Praise Tell should be at the balls. Yeah. So again, if you've never watched an episode of Pose, you don't know what I'm talking about. Make sure that you get over to um, what Pose is right now on, over on Netflix. Um, Come on. You, you can watch it all. You can binge it all and be ready for season two when season two drops. Tuesday, June eleventh. It was going to come out. They just said it was pushed back because it was going to come out on Sunday nights, but they moved it to Tuesday nights. And I, I like the Tuesday night lineup better. Yeah, I mean, I ain't got I nothing like else to watch yeah, on Tuesday. Like tu- Tuesdays is good. Tuesdays is good. I mean, if it's not going to be Tuesday, then make it Thursday because I ain't got nothing to watch on TV on Thursday because Drag Race will be off by then. Um, I like Tuesdays. Tuesdays is good. But that is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Make sure you get your podcast merch, hereforitshop.com. Follow the show on the internet at hereforitpod.com. Follow, uh, follow, 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 like, subscribe, listen, you know, all this stuff we're supposed to say. Absolutely. And we will be in the building live and in color next weekend at Fifty Shades of Noir uh, for DC Black Pride. 
If you would like to meet us and come hang out with us and have a free drink um, with us. I'm ready to oh, I feel it right now. It's the only open bar, the only free event in DC all weekend long. It is? Yes. Prob- probably. Probably. Everywhere else is going to be charging you 30 to $50 to join. And <laughs> the drinks is going to be 15 to $25. Yeah, I've been here long enough to know. So, so everywhere else. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe. Friday. May 23rd. I think it's the 24th. 24th? 24th. Shall we have a Friday? Yes. Friday. Uh, Friday night. Come after 8 p.m. Come get a 24th. free drink. And hang out with with the kids. We will be out there live and in color. Um, and in the uh, in the building, um, rest in peace, Daenerys. Because I know they're about to take your ass out next week. We have to do a Game of Thrones. Okay, no, we don't. No, we don't. I was gonna say, I'm know, just saying. No, like, that's I, the highlight. It's been ten years, and so the girls are like, "This way it's going out." Are you satisfied with the way Game of Thrones is going out? No, because oh. if Cersei does not come back in the next fifteen to twenty minutes of the next episode, and someone kills her properly, I'm gonna be highly pissed. Well, I'm just watching this season just so I don't be left out of the hype. So, I don't know. Mm. But R.I.P. Daenerys, because they are really about to kill your ass next episode. Dracarys. Literally, see y'all next week at Hard Rock Cafe, Friday, 8 p.m. Bye. I am the Superman, (laughs) T-H-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. And outside of Fifty Shades of Noir, you can catch me at Bella Noche still. And... This is this week's episode of Fear for a Podcast. You're not going to say take your Truvada? <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna. I'm always going to sign off with that. Okay. The revolution will be televised. Take your Truvada. <laughs>